0: So I'd say go do something because me, I remember when I first launched my company, there was a kid a year younger than me and he's like, I want to be a public speaker. And he just kept saying, I'm a public speaker. And then there was me, I want to public speak, but I said, I'm going to focus on my company and I'm going to grow and I'm going to learn. That guy still wants to be a public speaker and I am a public speaker because I did something. So I would go tell them to go, one, ask yourself, why do you want to be an influencer? Who do you want to influence? But go do something.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today, I'm excited to have on Quentin Allums. Q, he's also known as, is a major influencer now on LinkedIn. We get into the journey of why he chose LinkedIn over all the other platforms and what it has meant for him. And we also just kind of dig deep on doing. Uh, Q is one of those guys that has been leading a very transparent life. He took some risks and he's out there living it and uh i found his story particularly inspiring uh one because of his age and two because well you'll just hear his get up and go uh, attitude and i think it's infectious For those reasons, I love this episode and I hope that you share it. Uh, Again, we grow because people are sharing these things. Uh, One of the places to go is facebook.com slash start it up. I always appreciate the uh, Twitter DMs and messages uh, and also the people that are recommending me and introducing me to future guests. You have no idea how much that means to me. All right, enough gabbing on my end. I know you're going to love this one. Without further ado, Quentin Allums. Okay, now I am thrilled to bring on a guest, and I'm almost shy to say how I got a hold of this guest. (gasps) Quentin Allums. Quentin, thanks for being on the show.
0: Dude, I appreciate you. I'm geeked, man.
1: (laughs) So let's just get it out of the way. So um, I have a class where some of my students have their own podcast, and and the one I'm going to talk about, this is just shameless. It's my daughter, um, which is funny. When she first started the podcast, Uh, Actually, Sarah Schaefer was the first in my class and and Sarah May has reached out to you. I don't know. Sarah's also got like starting to kill it with her guests. But uh, so Ava and I were in the car and um, we were listening to the radio and there was some sort of like celebrity minute and everybody was all hot and bothered by what some, I forget what celebrity was and I probably will butcher it anyway. And so Ava was like, I swear to God, this is what's wrong with Generation Z I'm like what's that? She's like we're honestly taking advice from and again forget which celebrity and she says generation Z needs better mentors. And then she paused. Mentors. Like a Z dad. Dad, I should I should start a podcast called Mentors Introducing <laughs> Better Mentors to Generation Z and then she looked at me she was and I don't want your help. And I'm like <laughs> I'm like okay, okay, fine. And so she I, like got a hold of you. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little jealous. I'm like, that was a good podcast. So <laughs> I had I gave it what? This has been like four months in between. So I let it die. Let there be some space in between. And so I I was like, the tables were turned. I'm like, hey, my daughter knows you. So <laughs> here we are. Dude, I, I love, it. I love what you're doing because you have taken what people sometimes write about or mythologically pontificate on you are doing so before I drive my audience even more nuts by just elongating this Quentin introduce yeah. yourself and tell everybody what the heck you're up to.
0: Yeah, man. So I am, my name is Quentin Allens. People call me Q. I have one of the top LinkedIn video shows um, on, on LinkedIn where I just tell stories, man. So I am in the process of taking my current company, Mad Genie, and pulling everything that I'm doing under a new company and starting a storytelling company. So essentially, we're just going to travel, create content, and tell amazing, amazing stories. And that's what I'm up to, man. I love people. I love travel. I love technology. And I love being in front of the camera. <laughs>
1: Well, so what you said is almost universal. A lot of people like storytelling. A lot of people like traveling. A lot of people like connecting. But you did it. You you pulled up the anchors and set sail. So um, let's talk about that. Like, when was that pivotal moment that you're like, dude, I could do this for a living? Because everything you just said is a great hobby, right? It's a great side gig. It's a great weekend thing you took that extra step. When was that moment? You're just like, I, I know I can do this.
0: Um, in all honesty, like I just based off how you asked that question, it's different than what I would typically answer. You know, like you struggle for a long time. And like, I, I remember a time I had negative $900 in my bank account. i talk to my roommate. I'm like, dude, I can't do this anymore. Rent was due in a couple of days. And I'm like, if I don't have a client at the end of the month, I'm done. And at the end of that week, I had three clients. Um, and, that's when I really realized I could do entrepreneurship. But as far as like the storytelling, and the traveling and the speaking is really when I moved to LinkedIn and I, w- I was still struggling. I had clients and I was doing well and I was meeting people. But when I moved to LinkedIn, everything just boom, like tripled our monthly business revenue. I was meeting people that I was reading about books a year before, you know, like I hopped on a call with two billionaires, Bitcoin billionaires, and they were talking about me when I got on the call, man. Like, and I met this guy that, Essentially he coaches dads for a living. And I was just thinking like, damn, you coach dads for a living. You just woke up, you got out of bed, and you're like, I want to coach dads and I'm gonna get paid to do it. Like, if he can do that, then I legitimately can do anything. And that that was really when I was just like, okay, let's do this. I'm building this company. I'm going and taking meetings and consulting people. Is that really what I want to do? And I, I asked myself that and it was no. I want to travel, I want to speak, I want to have fun and build the company in my dreams, not just build a company that's profitable. So it was when I moved to LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said that. So, and I've I've noticed the same thing, like um, the organic growth on LinkedIn is, and this is, okay, so for people listening, this is where the geek talk comes in, sorry. So like, you know, YouTube is so, has been so hard for growth on our end and Facebook has always been kind of pay to play if you want to grow. But LinkedIn, I've noticed the same thing. It's kind of like, they don't throttle you, it doesn't seem. Um, Not
0: yet. I'm sure they will, but not yet it's
1: it's, amazing. <laughs> it's
0: like there's okay there's 500 million people active create active 500 million users on the platform maybe 10 million active users monthly on the platform there's probably 500, 500 active creators on the platform so there is no noise
1: and okay so i'm not gonna try to shelter you to the answer that i want to hear but i'll ask <laughs> i'll ask you in a certain way um I guess there's no way to ask this without sheltering. I've have you noticed that LinkedIn audiences are way more positive?
0: Dude, yes, yes. You go to Instagram, it's like what the hell is this or like emoji or whatever, but LinkedIn, like if you look at my comment section, it's like Quentin, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Here's a story about my life, like it's amazing and they're engaged and it's it's so happy. It, it yeah, probably I, won't yes. stay like that, but it's so... No, I, I don't know.
1: I mean, it was built on a foundation of people saying, hey, I'm trying to get better. I and really I, like I, I've said this down to him blue in the face. I think the greatest waste of human potential right now is the people that are on Facebook and Twitter looking for reasons to be offended. Yes. I, I, I literally know people, and I hate to say this because I think deep down inside they're nice people, but they spend hours scouring the web on how they're going to be offended by something today. <laughs> I mean they hate, they hate Trump or they hate Nancy Pelosi with a burning passion and they will go through site after site. See, this is what she said or see, he said it again. I'm like, "Okay, if you hate the person that much, then why are you dedicating your life to them?" Meanwhile, yeah. I've not seen much political chatter on LinkedIn other than well, actually like that's the weird part. Like I just don't see it much. I see like here's how you can improve or tips on how you can be more productive or, you know, work-life balance things. And I, I have seen that a lot more positive, but, but I will have to say, like, it was, was it a calculated risk that you chose LinkedIn to start the video platform or were you just attracted to the organic growth or what was there?
0: Um, there was, there was a lot of growth happening, but it was all writers when I really started creating and they just released video and i knew i had to make a change i wasn't making much money so i needed to go um i wouldn't say it was a risk but i stopped every other platform and i just focused on linkedin and that was the best decision of my life so far so not so much a risk but it was yeah people and i knew that if i watched other people's videos and i knew that i could do it better it's not that i am better but i knew that i had that personality and i could get out there faster so i did
1: yeah. Okay. So the average person is listening to this and like, okay, how are you monetizing that? And like, what yeah. are you, what are you, you know, selling? So to speak?
0: Yeah. So I knew <laughs> here's the strategy. Okay. Q we need to attract people that want to brand themselves. that want to build a personal brand and make money with that. Okay. So we decided that I'm going to be the face and to do that, I don't have to talk about marketing because no one actually gives a shit about marketing. I don't have to talk about personal branding because no one gives a shit about personal branding in their everyday life. So Let's just brand yourself really, really, really well. And that's what I did. So now, and it's, it's taken me about six, it took me about five months to really make money. But clients, of course, like the leads come through and I don't have an issue with leads. So it's constantly coming through. Now the issue is, okay, I can't handle them. So it's leads and then influencer stuff. So Quentin, can you promote me? Can you promote my, promote my company? Can you promote this product? I've been very careful about what I accept, but that does come through a lot. And then the consulting
1: that was my next question yeah like what are you what are you saying hard nose to
0: that's that's the influencer stuff and i've just been very very careful because now with this storytelling company with the sponsorships that we get i don't want them to look and say okay you partnered with x y and z we can't work with you so i've been very very selective about who i've been promoting and it's only been about two that i have accepted and it's been like actual entrepreneurs
1: yeah and so, like, what, what are some of the common uh, threads you see of what people are looking for?
0: As far as clients? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is that they want to build a personal brand. They want to make money. Most people want to be influencers, which is, I think that's a, a shitty goal in my opinion. Um, but most people reach out to me. They're like, hey, Q, how did you monetize this? How can I achieve this as well? And in all, honestly, everything <laughs> can work. You can yeah. go with text, you can go with articles, you can go with webinars, anything can work. It's just a matter of continuously showing up and being good at what you do.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let you be the bad guy on this. <laughs> I get, I, I'll, get a, I'll talk to a lot of students, right? And some are mine, some are not mine, we get people writing in. Yeah. And, the, and I get the, I, I get what you know, you're saying, I want to be an influencer. And, mm-hmm. and so the next obvious question is, what have you done to influence yeah. Yeah, and like, well, I want to, and I'm like, well, I want to build a lightsaber just because I've watched Star Wars a hundred times doesn't mean I can do that. <laughs> I mean, Dude, I've, tri- yeah. I've, tri- I've tried Jedi mind tricks, and those don't work either. But I'm like, you know, wh- how can you influence if you haven't done anything? Yes. What have you led? And so, um, I'm I, like, and, and the thing is, like, I, I don't want, I don't want students to think that you have to invent the next app, but you need to start somewhere leading. So if you had somebody said, Hey, bro, Q, yep. I want to be an influencer, and you look at their resume and it's a it's a it's a donut, how do you kindly tell them um either no or what like what follow-up advice would you give them?
0: Um in all honesty, dude, I'm not it's not that I'm a but I'm very, very like direct with things like that. So I would ask them one, why? Or what do you want to influence? And I would tell them that that's a stupid goal, right? Because any, like, influencer, that's not a title that you can give yourself. That's what other people tell you. But everybody that has that title legitimately has that title. And I don't consider myself an influencer. Legitimately has that title. It was given to them by their community. So I'd say go do something. Because me, I remember when I first launched my company, there was a kid a year younger than me, and he's like, I want to be a public speaker. And he just kept saying, I'm a public speaker. And then there was me, I want to public speak, but I said, I'm gonna focus on my company and I'm gonna grow and I'm gonna learn. That guy still wants to be a public speaker and I am a public speaker because I did something. So I would go tell them to go, one, ask yourself, why do you want to be an influencer? Who do you want to influence, but go do something.
1: I get the same You know, I even talk to elementary school parents and you know, right now the thing that every kid wants to be is a YouTube star um, and which funny enough, I mean, you know, get them started um you can buy them a camera a webcam and a headset or whatever um but it's that that doing part instead of just consuming a lot of content um that, that a lot of people get out of the way
0: it's con- so every genius i would say consumes a lot but they also create create a lot um if you're for someone like that i would say yes get a camera and just start creating because you will learn and that's doing but you also need to yeah. be super- Peter McKinnon's, the Casey Neistad's, the people that no one knows about, because the more you consume, the better you can create. You just can't let that consumption get in the way of the creation and vice versa.
1: Absolutely. No, I, that was, that was a, a wet trick rule we had early on. Um, you know, A long, long time ago, she's going to be embarrassed yeah. I bring this up, but she, you know, she wanted her own laptop. And I'm like, why? She goes, so I can subscribe to YouTube channels. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll get a laptop when you start your own YouTube channel. Nice. and i'm like you know i don't like I, I dig it you're you're wanting to consume content but you know you need to create too and it was the greatest thing in the world for because i think it was like fifth grade she started a youtube channel and she got hecklers and she got well, not hecklers. she got she got trolled you know yeah. this video sucks and and i'm like does it and she's like well what do you well, what do you mean i'm like well what did they write well they said the lighting is bad is the lighting bad i guess it is well fix it Yes, and, 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 and then, and then yes. or, or you know, a couple of them were like, this is stupid. And I'm like, okay, Ave, look up how many videos they've produced. Yes. Just click on it. Well, they've never produced a video. So you're going to take criticism from somebody that's never done it.
0: Dude, yeah, and that's what we need to be teaching people. There's <laughs> yeah. like, on LinkedIn, they freak out about these trolls. And I was a musician and an athlete, so I don't give a shit. But like, that's what people need to be learning at school. Like, go out and get criticized. Because once you get over that, yeah. you can do it. I agree, but Quentin,
1: dude, this is okay. So at 5'8, I don't, I need a soapbox, but like it's, but, but I, my feelings were hurt. You know, and I'm, I'm serious. Like we're living in such sheltered times that I think that, that there is a little bit of that missing. Now, mind you, I don't like online bowling. I'm not saying I don't, right? So I'm not saying I do, but uh, yeah, you're right. A, a, like good criticism. Whether it hurts you or not is good, and and I, I think that's one of the reasons why I just I like it when my students put you know I ask them nicely to either have a YouTube channel, a podcast, or a blog. Like who who cares if I think your stuff is great? Present it to the world. And um, matter of fact, I always remember I had two students that should have won a film fest. They should have. I mean, it, 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 the, the the I don't know what the judges were thinking, and um they 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 took second, and um in the end they're like well, we threw that thing on YouTube and we got way more feedback and we got way better than the other one that won. I'm like, boy, so who cares what the judges thought the the mass audience loved it. So, um, so, you know, you, you, you start producing on LinkedIn, things start going well. Um, what have though been some hiccups in the last, let's just say three months? Cause like here, here lately you've been cruising, but I know, I know there's had to been some bumps and learning lessons along the way. What have those been?
0: Yeah, so I would say number 1 I had my two business partners step away. Um and that's when things really really started taking off and they were like, okay, LinkedIn's not going to be enough. We can't stay here for this long. Let's focus on X, let's add Y, let's do Z. And I I agreed, but I knew LinkedIn would be enough at like right as of now, so I I kept going and they stepped away, which is fine. And it was very hard for me to accept. But since then, that's when, we, that's when the business, oh my God, that's when we tripled our monthly business revenue. Um, I would say number two would be focusing on the numbers, man. Like I, I got so caught up in LinkedIn and I wasn't focusing on my business. I was focusing on, okay, I need to get to a million views. I need to get to 2 million views now. I need to have X, Y, and Z followers. And I've really just trained myself not to give a shit and to just keep moving and to just keep pushing through. Um, There haven't been really any big, big hiccups, but now I would just say I'm trying to master speaking, man. So I've been accepting things and some, some speaking engagements didn't go well. So that's, that's where I'm at now. There haven't really been any major hiccups outside of the people stepping away from my team.
1: What's been the speaking assignments or the like conferences? Or, yeah, so or I have,
0: have VidCon coming up at um, like late June and it's the biggest um, video conference in the US. Um, and then I have Masters of LinkedIn coming up in a few days. But before that, I've just been accepting LinkedIn locals, LinkedIn locals just to get in the practice. And some didn't go well. Um, and then a couple conferences, but some did go really well. and I've just been trying to get that that those wraps in
1: well, if you I, boy, I'd like to recommend you to uh, to do some um, education speaking ones because uh, educators need to hear what you got I, I you've been taking the quintessential hero's journey, and um I'm loving it. Uh, now, <laughs> I always got to play nice. <laughs> So, again, some of your clients, you're, you're, you're kind of building them up and you're kind of having them avoid certain things or, or just saying no to certain things. Yeah. What has been, in your opinion, the biggest faux trend? Like, it shouldn't be a trend.
0: Um, I would say, as far as LinkedIn or
1: just anything. Or just digital storytelling.
0: Um, there's a bunch, man. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is... Um, a lot of creators, not even on LinkedIn, just everywhere, they think that to tell a good story, you need to have that stereotypical hero's journey, you know, where you had $900, negative 900 and you lost this, and your dog was hit, and all this happened, and then you overcame this, and you made a million dollars. And that, that's not what a story is. To tell a good story, all you need to go is from point A to point B, and maybe to point C, but just point A to point B. And that's something that I push and push and push because it's, uh, it's ordinary stuff that people resonate with. And that that's a big, big yeah, issue that I run into. I don't have a good story or I don't have an interesting life. And it's not true. It's all about perspective.
1: Yeah. Well, and like you said, it doesn't, he didn't have to, you know, get shot or
0: yeah.
1: be negative 900 in the hole to to be a good storyteller. Um, one of the things you have uh, kind of hit on, on the mentor side is finding those great matches for you. Um who was some of your originals who like all of a sudden Q goes back down to negative 900. He yeah. hits on hard times. Who can you know you can go to for advice to this day?
0: Yeah, I would say number one is going to be Goldie Chan. And she's really the person that propelled me further on LinkedIn and life. And like I'm in L.A. right now, just hanging out with her and some friends and creating. And it's been awesome. Um, and she, she crushes it across the board in every department that she does. So Goldie Chan, number one, I would say Kurt Mercadante. I think you just met him. And I think your daughter um, interviewed him recently dude's a total badass Maybe yeah we'll just kind of <laughs> total badass like that's somebody that you need to like get into schools and stuff because he's he's amazing um and i know he would always be there and have that advice and he's gone through things that i can't even fathom so um Definitely those two people.
1: I've got some more students that are now looking into the podcasting side or, yeah. um, and, and I love it. Like, it, well, heck, just what I'm doing here. I, I've, it's fun to interview people that you find inspiring and, and, you know, you are the company you keep kind of thing. Um, back to the, you have to start somewhere. Um, you can't be an influencer and if you've never influenced, so I'll get some students like, well, what is that first step? You know, how, how do you start? Um, to digital storytell when you don't know anybody yet. Because yeah. right, like right now you're directly talking to almost every 12 to 18 year old in America that wants to, you know, either have a YouTube channel or a podcast, speak to them directly.
0: Absolutely. I would say it's okay that you don't know what you want to do. I 100% didn't I just was like okay I want to do something I picked up my phone and I recorded for 400 days straight on day 400 I still didn't know what I wanted to do but every you recorded day, what no this is intriguing just videos, man, just videos. okay just a diary like okay I went through this okay my company just this just happened I was just getting I was just doing this and then all of a sudden LinkedIn came And I was like, okay, I've just mastered being in front of the camera. And I've done all this. And all of a sudden, all those dots, I was able to connect them. But I couldn't, of course, connect Mm. those dots while I was going. So I would just say start somewhere. It doesn't matter what. You can just start painting. You can start writing every day. Just do something because there is no right answer. And whatever you do now will lead
1: and help you in the future. So when you started pressing record, did you make them public or just document? So
0: the first 100 were on you and they're still on YouTube actually. And they're all terrible, man, but they're still on YouTube. And then I moved to Snapchat. Then I moved to Instagram and all these different platforms and some platforms died, um, but they were all public. Wow. They don't have to be, but you'll get, you'll grow. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. I, I I dig that. Um, Cause I, we, one time in, in my class, I used to teach, uh, Videography and eventually, like nice. um, like documentary filmmaking, and everything else. And uh, we had gotten this opportunity to talk to Chris Milk. Oh my gosh, nice. uh, this guy and like ninety nine percent of the people listening have never heard of him before. But um, I'm always been I'm a kid of the '80s. I'm I've always been fascinated by music videos, especially yeah. like music videos that just shake you. And um, I I kept like there's three or four videos that. I kept noticing it had this certain certain style and it was Chris Milk. Matter of fact, I, I personally think one of the greatest music videos ever made was Doesn't Remind Me by Audio Slave. Um, okay. it, it makes you cry. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. Be Check oh, it out, man. Oh, you should. Yeah, I this work, so. Uh, so Chris, like we reach out to him, we end up interviewing him, and his number one thing is just keep filming. Nice. If it looks like crap, who cares? He's like, it's muscle memory. He's like, no one. And I mean, no one's going to have a good eye for film until you've filmed for hours and hours and hours. So I, I loved hearing that. And um, yeah, because I, I had some students that were perfectionists. They wanted things to be just so. And he's like, no, deliberately go out and just massive amounts of film, massive amounts it. of thing. I love that. And then and he's like, and start keeping things in, in folders. He is like, you know, you, you can, what is that? Like Getty Images kind of thing. Yep. He's like, just some of your stock B-roll, you'll never know when you need it. And just all those hours you do, you know, document them somewhere. You know, just this, this have things sitting around sunset, city streets, you know, people's faces, whatever. And, um, yeah, I, I, a lot of my students took it to heart. And, and I still talk to some of this day that just some random things they decided to film on a Tuesday evening. Um, they, they, you know, they'd capture magic every now and then. And they didn't wait around for perfect. So I, I love, love that advice from you.
0: Me too, man. Quantity often leads to quality. So
1: yeah. And then um, your your reason, you think though that um, all of a sudden people resonated with you or your message resonated on LinkedIn. What was that? I think you have the magic formula and the magic formula was?
0: Um, I think people resonated with me because one, I, I was never telling anyone what to do. It was always from my perspective. You know, I'm 24 years old, like 24 year old, Black Puerto Rican kid that had a failed startup before this, I was not successful by any means, but I was just telling stories and that's that's when I took off and they were relatable, and that's really it, man. but it was all the stuff that I did that led up to that, so I had to live through the failure and the struggles and yeah, it,
1: it but was... you were transparent with your struggles, yeah, I, I think I think well, I think that's one of the reasons why looking over your stuff and hearing Ava glow about you is that there wasn't any of this um Invincibility it was it's it's heartfelt and it's transparent you know when you're doing good, you know it, and when you're not doing good, your audience <laughs> knows it too and i I think that you know I didn't want to answer for you, but that's to me looking over your things i mean that's that's what I've liked the most is you you do have a, an authenticity about you and a transparency that I think is sorely needed because i like and I'm not bashing anybody but I, I just I scratch my head when I see the YouTube star that you know yeah. hits his you know slaps his girlfriend with water balloons at inappropriate times or jumps on a trampoline with 10,000 cheetos like i i don't get it um maybe it's my age i don't know but like making people feel stupid or doing pranks to make people mad i just i, I, I don't know i mean i guess it's entertaining to some <laughs> uh but i'm always gravitating to the people that are inspiring you to do more and and do better and That's, that's for sure what, what you're doing. Um, last thing, who, who inspires you as far as like, and it could be a YouTuber, it can be a LinkedIn, you know, an influencer or whatever, but like style wise, who's, who's like influencing you? Like, man, that guy's got it down or that girl's got it down.
0: Um, in terms of content.
1: Yeah. Or style.
0: Um, it's gonna sound weird, but I am obsessed with Batman. Um, I know that's not like a, a content style or anything like that, but like just my whole philosophy, like the, like he is legitimately just a guy that decided one day that he's gonna put on a suit because his darkness led him to that path. And that that's how I feel and that's how I am. And I'm just a guy that decided that he wanted to be great and I became great and there's nothing special about me. Like that's where my hashtag just Q comes from because I'm just me. Like, there's nothing special about me. Um, but I, I love, love, love Batman. And I talk about that a lot. Um, in terms of other creators, I would say um, definitely Peter McKinnon. Like I'm actually very, very new to like neography. I've only mm-hmm. had my camera for about two months, man. Um, but Peter McKinnon, for sure. I love, I love his style. I love the way that he connects with his audience. Outside of that, I love and absolutely love Jason Silva. And that's the shots of all.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah um, well, Goes on yeah. The
0: trips about technology. Like yep. I love, love, love his flow. I love his style. Everything about him. That is legitimately what I want to do for the rest of my life. Just travel and yeah. just flow.
1: But I, I'm I'm the same way. Shots I'm of awesome, all. Awesome. Uh, his video team does a wonderful job. And oh, and yeah. plus, he starts going all in, and he starts pontificating, and just yes. what did they what did they call? Somebody called him like the 21st century Timothy Leary, and that was that's about <laughs> right. Yeah he, he, is, yeah he yeah he gets out there he's he gets okay. out there i can't imagine how exhausting it would be just to hang out with him for like a day yeah. he'd all of a sudden look at an ant and he's like oh <laughs> within <laughs> this ant, you can see the universe and you can yeah yeah it's like <laughs> dude i accidentally stepped on it sorry um but now jason's <laughs> out there uh i, I love it That's awesome. i i know I, I that was a better answer than like casey neistat because like yeah. and literally, like don't get me wrong but like I have seen now so many channels that look exactly like Casey's and I dig his work and no one works harder and all the accolades go. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of
0: people start, they try to vlog man before anyone (laughs) knows who they are. It makes it very difficult.
1: Right. Right. Or I have yeah, you know, I'm not going to badmouth people's work. I mean, if you're out there trying, you're, you're doing, you know, more than most. So I, I dig that. Well, Q dude, um, Thank you. First of all, well, yeah, wait a second, wait a second. So here we are. Tell everybody where they can find you. I mean, we've been talking about you on LinkedIn and uh, you know how you spell your name and where they can find you and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. So you can find me anywhere by searching and I might change this, but probably not um, at Q and then my last name alum. So at Q Alums. Um otherwise just search my name. I should pop up, but LinkedIn's always going to be the best place to find me. And I am starting a new company and dissolving my old one. So LinkedIn or any social media at, at Hugh
1: Anything we should be on the lookout for this in new direction, or is it still going to be the storytelling and, and uh, inspirational? So everything that we- I
0: do on LinkedIn is going to be times by about a thousand and going to get a lot, a lot better because I will have an official team behind me. I will uh-huh. still do my just Q stuff, but I am done playing around, man.
1: That's exciting. Dang. Wish I would have spent more time asking about that. So what, what kind of a team? What are we talking about? Some yeah, videographers, so like, editors, things of that nature, I guess.
0: Yeah, so videographers, editors, um, social media, everything. And we, are, we will have spon- – like we won't just be on LinkedIn, but sponsored content, man, and just
1: – yeah. where are you? you said you're in Los Angeles right now, correct?
0: Currently in L.A., but I live in Milwaukee.
1: Okay, very good. Q, from the bottom of my heart, man, I, I love what you're doing. I, I love the fact that uh, you're inspiring others to do more. You're inspiring people to um, quit talking about and start doing. So for those reasons, I, I tip my hat to you.
0: Do likewise, my man. I love everything you're doing, and thank you for having me, man.
1: All right. Thanks so much.